0: I'm Jackie the Joke Man Martling. Sounds weird to say that. I'm Jackie Martling. This is Professor Peter Bales and our friend Danny McKenna, a long-time friend who was the manager and the seeder and the chief in charge of nothing at Rascal's Comedy Club, one of the all-time great clubs owned by the Magnussons in West Orange, New Jersey, the home of... What's her name? The the Crooner. The Crooner? With all the hit singles that nut I
1: think Connie Stevens Connie
0: Stevens Mark (laughs) used to say that she had a jukebox in her house and she blasted (laughs) her own songs and walked around (laughs) not Connie Francis Connie Francis yes yes but we're here talking to Danny and uh, we're having a wonderful old time I didn't bring a picture with me because this is an audio podcast but I have a great picture and I'm almost 100% sure you took it you're not in it but you took it it was the rascals fifth anniversary and half the people in there... Are I, no I know others. which picture you're talking about. Uh, Mitchell Walters yeah, is yeah. gone. Mulroney. And, and, but Tony Tongue was in yep, there. Yep. And, and Perna, Rob Perna, the video guy. An hour later, I was in jail. <laughs> 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 because it was a big fifth anniversary party. And I said, shots for the band. Shots for the band. And the waitress brought up all these shots. And the, all the Jewish guys. And nobody, drank, nobody drank. So I drank all the shots. And then I pulled off... The, the highway in Ryan, New York to take a leak, thinking I'd get off and get back on. But it was one of those exits that isn't right back on. It's get off. And then, yeah. so I was wa- driving down the middle of the road in Ryan, New York with the white line in the middle of the car so I wouldn't hit anything. And, you know, <laughs> but that, those, those Now, when days, you did the
1: Rascals Comedy Hour, did you do it with that radio guy at the same time or did he come in and take over as host? Remember, it was a, a big radio personality. I think he used to just bring us in and out of commercials. I think you were still the host. Because it got so big, the Wrestle's Comedy Hour, after a while. You know, you well, get...
0: Tina was the one. That Tina, was...
1: she brought us in and out of commercials sometimes. Christina
0: Lang in the San yes. yes. Highway Patrol. Right. She, right. no, she... Yeah, no, there was no uh, famous um, yeah, was DJ a, at that time. Th- I, I only did it for two years. But okay. it was great, great fun. Wow. it, was, it
1: Paul Veneer. Paul Sy the, the Swinging Johnsons, baby. Right, the
0: Swinging Johnsons. And the Band Johnsons
2: or Jake.:. Yeah, Thomas. Uh-huh. The band was terrific, The Swinging Johnsons. Yeah. What a great name for a band. This is stand-up memories. Perfect. Now name do you the know
1: show. that that show, I think it was nine years, and literally never had a repeat. Okay? It ran on that local cable station, on Channel our, Three Channel 3, without a repeat. Yeah, people used to say, "Oh, I saw, I
0: saw you on HBO. I saw you on HBO." I'm like, "No, you didn't. You, know, you saw right. it. <laughs> Who owned
2: those videos? Those shows? Who owned those shows?
1: It was a combination with fifty percent Perner and fifty percent Mark. Oh, he still owns
0: all of them. I think he well, sold five times. Well, no, what happened was
1: times, it, it. What happened was when Rodriguez wound up going bust and everything, a bankruptcy attorney called me and was handling the bankruptcy for Rodriguez, and he said to me, "What's the story with the tapes? Are they worth anything?" You know, I'm sitting there going, I got, a, I, I, I got a chance to buy these bags through the bankruptcy. You know, but the reality was they really weren't worth anything.
2: But you could have you seen know? Rosie O'Donnell as a teenager. No, what Who happened else was, was on no, that? everybody was everybody
1: on, was on there. there. But what happened was we tried to release a Chris Rock tape, okay? And as soon as we tried to sell it, I think online, his lawyers came out and said, system deceased, you can't sell it. It doesn't
0: work like that, right?
1: No, we could because you guys always sign an open-end release. So we said, no, we got an open and release contract here. And they said he was only 17 when he signed it. He wasn't, but that's what they said. Right, but so it was going to cost us $20,000 in court fees right, in order right, to fight right, this. Right. Was, we weren't even going to make $3,000 on selling the tape. So you know if you ever tried to sell a Rosie tape or a Ray Romano tape, the same thing was going to happen. Right, to you. right. You're right. going to hit you know? a brick wall. Right. We actually, I actually took those tapes, me, Perner, took them to Sirius Satellite Radio when they first started and tried to sell them to them. Not wholly, just to use every here and there. And we came up with some crazy price, and they just laughed us out the door.
2: <laughs> well, those, know. those tapes have got to be incredibly
0: valuable. But
1: I don't expect. know, because I think serious, I remember them telling me that you wouldn't believe how much content is really out there with that same kind of signed Right, right, contract. everybody
0: that ever ran a tape. Yeah. You know, that okay. guy that came in to take over, I remember... Rodriguez? The, yeah, I distinctly remember one night after the, Rassel. Comedy Hour after my show, <clears throat> Mark said, "Jackie, you want to meet the guy that's going to put you on national television?" And he introduced me to that guy. And I swear to you, you know, you have a gut. Everybody I shook hands with gut. the guy, and in my mind—it was you better count your fingers. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, two months later, Rascals was a bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mean uh, a bank of money. All yeah. yeah. like <laughs> right. I tell
1: people. I, I tell people. I go. I still go there every single day. I walk in, I tell the customers to be quiet, and I ask the teller for Heineken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's hysterical. <laughs> Jackie, this guy, and you know this, made Rascals Run. You were so nice, beyond nice, to certain Not road... Not com- well, You know. helped road comics get through the day sometimes, get through the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, let me just say a name to you legendary, extremely funny road comic, John Fox. How did you handle him? <laughs>
1: How did you get him on stage for he, a show? He was never really that drunk prior to a show or anything. Okay. I did see him ruin one show one time for being too drunk on the airplane. But fact, it, was, no
0: it was an exception as opposed to a rule. Correct,
1: right. but still I stopped him from drinking before any show. He was not allowed to have a drink. He said, I need a shot and a beer before I go up. He goes, that's all I'll take. I says, I'll, I'll entitle you to that. But I w- the whole entire staff and out the whole building knew he was not allowed to have a drink, because he tried to go everywhere to get one. So he'd come running up to me all the time, and go, come on, come on. I'm on, man. I need, <laughs> I need my shot and beer. I need my shot and beer. And I'd go like this. I go, no, you're not getting it yet. <laughs> right? Such a cat. So one time we go up to the bar outside, and he's like, come on, give me my drink. And the bartender's looking at me going, can I give him this drink? And I'm going like this. <clears throat> you can give it to him. <laughs> now. <laughs> and then one time I'm in the office and he's begging me, come on. He goes, I go, go, go ahead and have your drink. He goes, the bartenders won't give it to me unless he's out there to say it. <laughs> so I signed a piece of paper that says to the bartenders, give John a drink. You Bob gave him a drink. hall I pass. I gave him a hall pass. You know what he did? He went to the copy machine. He went, oh, co- I was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the copy machine and he copied it like 10 times and now he had them in his pocket and oh, left anybody. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I
2: mean, uh, but Jackie's right. You know, Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, everything's working great. But I mean, when it goes wrong, it really
0: goes you wrong. You know what happened to me? One Tony, there was a guy. Who, he wasn't, was was Messina's partner.
1: Tony. The uh, but Tony worked for Messina.
2: Tony, right. Camacho? The, the, the yeah. Tony Camacho. Yeah. You called him, You called him Tony the Tongue before. We should explain. It was
0: a T- guy. He had a tongue that amazing. looked like a this huge piece of ham. <laughs> it's a cow tongue. T- Tony Camacho, and he was. Yeah. He worked for scene I thought. I thought he, they were, maybe they weren't. No. People. No. He, worked, he, he worked for him. But he was covering rascals, or for whatever, for whatever reason, he was there, and out. And I'll never forget <laughs> this because I was on stage, and I was really picking on the people. I, they must have been heckling me a little and I was picking on the people like rascals had banquet tables and right in front of me was a banquet table with all these people and I'm harassing them and breaking chops and busting balls and all of a sudden my fake tooth <laughs> <laughs> flew out of my I, I, yeah, mouth I, 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 and landed I, right I, on yes. the table in front of them between yes, these. and all yes. they had to do was go you jerk and go like that I would have been screwed and I just like kind of look at them over, <laughs> and just took the tooth and put it back in. I didn't know what to do. And Tony comes up on stage and he turns me around. He's got crazy glue. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not putting crazy glue on my bloody wood. And You yeah, that was the fun. My tongue would still be stuck. Yeah, it was funny.
1: Messina was a really nice guy towards me when he left. I mean, now he's out in California. He's got Jim Car- uh, not Drew Carey, and he's got
0: Tim Allen. Tim Allen, and
1: right. And my cousins wanted tickets for Drew Carey in Atlantic City, and he was sold out. And this has been four years since I've ever seen or talked to him. So I call his office in California because I want to get tickets for Drew Carey. And the secretary says, hold on. He picks up the phone within 30 seconds. He says, hey, Danny, how you doing, rascal, 731-1111, the phone number is just like this. He goes, what do you need? I said, I need four tickets. He goes, I'll call you back in five minutes. He calls him back in five minutes. says, tickets are in your name, four name, you know, four tickets in your name. Right, right. Now, who is Kevin James's agent, manager? Jeff Sussman.
2: <laughs> Jeff Sussman. Exact so, opposite.
1: So, so I'm trying to get tickets for Kevin James in Vegas for just two tickets. And I was friends with Sussman when we were working together. And I'm trying to get two tickets. He's never even answering the phone call. Secretary says busy, 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 busy. Sussman was you
0: at the East Side. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right.
1: but now he won't even take my call. Okay, in California. I swear to God this, I'd probably try to call him at least three or four times. looking for two tickets, for Christ's sakes. Won't take my call. Finally, I said to the secretary, I went, "Would you tell him Messina answers my calls?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a And
1: he calls me back and couldn't help me. He couldn't help. couldn't him. get me two tickets.
0: Wow.
1: So I was like, what a difference between him and Messina? <laughs> get out. But
0: backstage,
1: now did you have a lot of people calling you for tickets ever, for big gigs that you were going?
0: You know? Yes and no, but like, uh, I was always in a, in a weird situation, like, very often, I I wasn't working local so much, like, when I, when the Stern Show got hot, I wasn't a big comic, but I was a comic on a big show, so I'm working in the Chicago Theater, and I'm working in right. the Denver State Theater, so I don't know people there, so I'm not, right, you know, right. people aren't going to call up and say, hey, I'm a Stern fan, because yeah. the whole audience is Stern fans, and, And local people don't call. I I know I've heard people say Ray Romano will not do a gig on Long Island because the phone calls don't stop. Right. You know, it's not only can I have free tickets, can you get me in? It's sold out. You know, like I did a show the other night and and it was a small place, like 150 seats, but it was sold out. And my buddy calls me up and says, hey, they're sold out. I said, well, why wouldn't you assume that maybe I was going to sell a few tickets and, and get them a week in advance? It's like you don't want your. To think that your friends say, "Well, I just walk in because there's nobody going getting well, ready." Usually, if, it's, it's, it, if it's sold
2: out, there really is no room. Right. Uh, people yeah. don't understand. Yeah, that. Yeah, the, know the guy I said did, the
0: opening act, and his friends are all calling. Can you get? You can't say you get out. I need the well, room. Well, you know.
1: We had when, when Seinfeld came back as a big star. We had a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, two shows each night. Okay. I bought 20 tickets for all six shows and put them in my pocket. I paid cash, bought them because I know people are going to be calling me left and right. So guess who, guess who calls me in these tickets?
0: Mark? <laughs> Mark? <laughs> the owner well, of the owner.
2: The owner. <laughs> he calls me.
1: He's like, you know, you got any tickets left? I go, yeah, I do, but they're mine. <laughs>
2: you know. Of course, the <laughs> legendary story about that is when Johnny Carson walked into a sold out Catch a Rising Star, and the front man for Catch a Rising Star, Rick Newman, just walked to a ringside seat and took out hundreds of dollars and just I need this table. You know, get, I need this table right away. Out, That's
1: now, do you remember the part where my life was threatened? The guy was going to kill me all about over you?
0: Wait, Is wait. this the Polish Eagle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I it was, it was on Stern. Story. It was
1: on Stern for, for
0: months. The, and it had a happy ending. Do you know?
1: The guy was calling me at my house the on my guy, telephone th- telling th- me he was going to kill is, me. Tell,
0: tell Some, the whole story. I used to host the Rascals Comedy Hour or else I was doing my show and my show was... Polish jokes, Italian jokes, black jokes, Jewish jokes—a little bit of everything—and I'm sure they're totally offensive and fat girl jokes and ugly girl, whatever. But it was a potpourri of everything, and that's just what I did. And I laughed, and people had a great time. But these people, somebody, a couple of Polish guys must have come and one there was guy a, in particular, a group called the Polish Eagle, and he must have gone back to his gang at the Polish Eagle right. and say and said this guy those horrible jokes all he does is and tell he misquoted those jokes too about the pope and about uh, uh about uh and and crap in the pope's hat and all this stuff like that so they had an actual f- whatever you i guess a newsletter but it was on mimeograph remember when you went to church it was church a, it was a, was a mime- flyer
1: that got sent to people's houses the, the mimeograph okay. that
0: was like purple and it smelled like oh, alcohol Oh, you could get high from that yeah and And it was the Polish Eagle, and said, we shut down Joan Rivers. We're going to shut down this Jackie. The Martling, he's so disgusting and so disparaging. I got got
1: about 100 letters sent to me at Rascal's saying, we're we're proud Polish-Americans. Could you cancel Jackie's And I finally,
0: I got a hold of somebody there and said, do me a favor. Just come to a show. Come to a show and see what you're thinking. Like five of them came, or eight of them came. No, here's the
1: thing, though. This guy was calling me at my house, telling me he's going to kill me. See, he, no, he, I don't think I, I was
0: privy to that. He,
1: he was calling me and actually telling me my address, my car that I drove, the license plate on my car, everything, and telling me he's going to kill me. Okay? And the first, night, no, first... No, no, listen. This is, so this is getting all talked about. Go ahead, go ahead.
2: First, Danny said, which comic are you? <laughs> right, 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 right. No, so, but this is, a, this is a, an audience person. So, so like, this
1: guy's telling me he's going to kill me. You know, okay. And a lot of people were more worried than I was about this. And Howard's talking about it the whole entire time. And Jackie's show is coming up, and they're all saying they're going to protest. They're going to be there and protest. Well, the night of the show, I get there, and one of my cop friends walks up to me and says, you want my bulletproof vest? And I'm thinking, "Really? well, I wasn't that scared about this. But, but
0: these five people came in, and they watched no, the show, <laughs> and at the wow. end of the show, they came up and said, that was the funniest no. <laughs> show I ever saw. You hit on everybody.
1: Yeah, but listen to this. This was, this was pure Jackie, and I swear to God, it was fucking brilliant. I don't know if you planned on it or not. But it's been going on for months. Howard's talking about, you know, they all want to protest and not have Jackie. This and He's talking a... about Howard
0: Stern from the Howard Stern radio show. I'm sure people know that, but just in case. So,
1: the night of the show, there was no protest or anything, right? And Jackie gets up on stage and goes, folks, I just want to let everybody everybody know here right now, if I offend anybody, if I offend anybody in this room for just this much, you're entitled to go upstairs and get a full refund. Oh, shit, the Jews are up there already. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that?
2: <laughs> that was your opening line. It was fucking perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Well, way to smooth things all I, boy.
0: I just know that they came up and they were like, it was equally offensive to everybody, and it was so funny, and it was, I don't, there's no problem here, and the whole thing just went away, yeah, but I didn't it, it know it had grown to that. I knew there was a couple of newsletters worth, but I guess between newsletters, there was a lot of Well, it was funny, on
1: because it. one night, it was a Sunday night, he calls me, it's like nine o'clock at night, and he tells me, "Damn, McKenna, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you." and I swear to God, at this point, I was so tired of this shit, I went, hey listen buddy, I'm home by myself right now, I go, why don't you just come over now and get, get this, <laughs> Just get this over with, okay? I'm a little tired, all right? I'm all here by myself, come on over and do it now. And I hung up and would never heard from him again.
0: Did you ever know who it was? like no, no. But it was, It was. Lit- I still have, among my souvenirs, that mimeograph, it's probably faded by now, but the mimeograph thing with, you know, you know, and it's like, out of three, maybe three or four columns, it's like two or three columns of, you know, in what a he way, did wrong? What we're gonna do to
2: him? In a way, I'm kind of jealous of you guys. <laughs> yeah, nobody Some, kicked nobody. Them. Nobody, nobody ever, wanted to kill you. Nobody has ever wanted to kill yeah.
0: me, and I've never had a protest in one <laughs> of my shows. I haven't show. been
1: famous enough that somebody <laughs> wanted to kill <laughs> me. You
0: <laughs> me. You know, after the thing with Will Smith, I don't know about you know, everybody's like, hey, did anybody ever uh, accost you or come up to you? And <clears throat> I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but very early on. I got hired to do a bachelor party. And I don't know about you, but on Long Island, we didn't have, my friends didn't have bachelor parties. When somebody's getting married, it, it, it didn't exist, like having strippers and all that stuff. I, it, it was a foreign thing to me. So I made Red McCready come with me, and it was a place called The Billy Who in West Patterson, New Jersey. And we go, and at this time, I was still sitting on my amplifier, playing the guitar and telling jokes. This is very early on, but it was like 75 bucks, which was, I still remember because that was a lot three of money. times what I was doing. So I'm gonna drive money. all the way to Squirrelwood Road in West Patterson, and I'm sitting on my amp, and there's like 12 guys or 20, whatever it was, in a ring, standing there, I'm playing my guitar and telling dirty jokes, and I'm like, insulting them here and there. But like this, you know, I'm not looking at anybody, and I said something, and this huge guy comes through them, and grabs me, and bent. I, I can. It's like it's happened yesterday. Bent me over, and I'm like, man, I, I wasn't talking to you. I was, I was talking to the group. I, I'm just a comic being an idiot. But <laughs> he's like, you know, like, all right. And then I was like, I guess this is going to be pretty rough and tumble in this job. <laughs> Never in 42 years since has anybody ever touched me or even approached me like that But this is a bachelor party in Jersey. We get done. I get done with my few jokes and the Stripper gets up on stage. The (laughs) stage is this tall. It's at this little bar She strips naked blah blah blah. She brings up the groom and lies him on the floor strips him and goes down. I'm sitting there. His father's <laughs> here and his future father-in-law are here. And then, then she takes the father and then she takes the father, does one after the other. And I'm like, I can't. I'm, I feel like I'm in a Fellini movie. And then the entire group of guys is lined up at the bathroom. <laughs> and one at a time. Okay.
2: This uh, is truly stand up memories. And Jackie, talk about memories. danny has oh. got something for you. Well, I
1: don't know if it's for him, you know.
2: But this is a memory. Wow.
1: With your name, Jackie. Oh, I gave that to you, right? <laughs> well, you, kind of. You
0: were my man. <laughs> Tell well, everybody kind of. what that is. I,
1: I thought I, I didn't give it to you. Well, I pestered you so much while we were drinking, you finally went, here, you motherfucker.
2: Oh, oh but I'm saying, <laughs>
0: K- but <laughs> K-Rock...
1: Jacket, Jackies, from whatever it took to get it. I did
0: give it to you. Yeah. Now now
1: the funny thing was, you pulled out your magic marker and on the inside you wrote, "Danny is a fag."
0: (laughs) 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 Before you gave it to me. That was, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but that probably be worth a lot of money on on the stupid eBay. Um, Yeah, maybe not. Back in the
1: day. And there was a button that said on it when you gave it to me, "Starship." Star Search Reject. Star
2: Search Reject.
1: And I don't know, I, I know that batter uh, pin is around someplace. Oh, Danny, that's so
2: fun. Danny, you have been so much fun, and I know we're gonna invite you back. This has been so terrific, these stand-up memories. Jackie,
0: I'm just yeah. getting rolling, so we're definitely having Danny back. Oh, we are. Danny, thank you so much. Danny. My McKenna, pleasure. I
1: work with you two guys more than any two comics put now, together there. The
0: problem is we're gonna go get something to eat, but we can't talk. Save the stories for the show.
1: I'm not sure if I even have time for Save that. Save the oh, stories good. for the yeah. show. I'm not talking about saving yeah. the money
0: of the hamburger. I just yeah. saw you know.
2: All right. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Jackie the Joke Man Martling right there. Danny McKenna right there. Peter Bales right here. We will see you next time on
0: Stand Up Memories. Right, Jackie? Yes, sir. TikTok.com slash at Jackie Martling. I got one of my jokes got a half a million views. Ask me what that made me. Nothing. But, half a million views like still nothing. Year old playing the game.
1: Why do you have to sk- keep on building that up to even higher? Start getting no, paid? no.
2: That's one joke. Got a half a million. The show is of- actually over. They're going to continue.
0: <laughs> we just good like night. to say goodbye and try and figure out how to ditch Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> hey, a new episode
2: of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How exciting is that? Starring me,
0: Peter Bales, and. Right here, Jackie the Joke Man, Martin. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? Myspace. My space. Your space. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Doodah, doodah. <laughs> <laughs>